Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. I'll be hosting this episode. For more than 20 years, I've provided leadership and guidance in technology and software development. When I'm not networking, making connections, and trying to help out wherever I can, I follow my creative passions of graphic design and photography. Let's not waste another moment, and we'll jump right into my conversation with Robin Deltani. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today, my guest is Robin Daltani, and he is the founder and CEO of Nicer. And we'll talk a little bit about that platform. It's pretty exciting. His background, uh, he's a chemical engineer originally from India. In about 2011, he came to Canada and uh, did his MBA at Queen's University, uh, focused on new ventures and innovation. And then uh, in 2012, when he finished his MBA, he got a job in Calgary uh, in f- after a 15-minute phone call. That's how hot the uh, industry was back then. Anyway, and he worked there till about 2017 uh, in an oil and gas-related firm. And then, uh, so welcome, Robin. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Al. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. I'm a big fan <laughs> and I have yeah listened to so many episodes and it's just an incredible pleasure to be with you. Very cool. Thank you. Um, as you know, then from listening to the episodes, I typically like to start out by figuring out who is Robin. So right. what was it like uh, growing up as a child in India and, and how did you... Um, you know, end up getting into engineering, uh, chemical engineering, and then and then what made your decision to come to Canada? So the engineers may not like that story, but uh, the way India functions is typically people or students in India only get two choices. They either have to be an engineer or they have to be a doctor. And I didn't want to be an engineer, but my family were really hell bent on me being an engineer. So, okay, I I prepared for engineering, I got through, but uh, I was really clear with my family that now they got what they wanted and the life is mine. So I did engineering, I did try and work in an engineering environment, but uh, very soon I realized that I'm more uh, suited to a business and more entrepreneurship kind of endeavors. So that's where I quickly kind of uh, reoriented myself. So. My first job was with Procter & Gamble in Japan and uh, they they realized I'm not as good as an engineer as they thought. So they moved me to marketing. I did a lot of consumer focus panels. That was an exciting time to do that and learn from one of the world's like best consumer goods company. But then life happened, I moved around in a, in a lot of different domains. I came back to India, started, restarted my startup. So in my undergrad year, when I was doing my chemical engineering, I, I started an indeed for internships kind of thing because India has a lot of students and every student has to do an internship. And my experience with internships was not good. And I just realized that there has to be a platform where it's easy for students and I, ran that idea with my employer. I interned with GE and they loved that idea. So I went back to drawing board, had three of my friends join in. Uh, We created a platform called India Interns. Uh, 
And I think we did pretty well because in a year we were able to register 5,000 students. We raised wow. $50,000 that seed capital from a company in US. And we had clients like Microsoft and Yahoo and G who were recruiting through the platform. How cool. So, so then again, that was my first big learning was when we moved to actually do the startup, one member from the team left and that was my first learning thing. You need to be careful in, in how you build that team. And all people should have a shared vision of where this is going. So that happened. That caused the company to retract their funding. The other partners joined their jobs too. And that's when I moved to Procter & Gamble in Japan. But then due to that bug, I, I left my job after eight months, came back to India to start restart this venture. But it was March 2008, and April is when Lehman got bankrupt. Companies stopped hiring people, let alone interns. So whatever I earned in seven months, I, I tried to keep my business alive for next year. It didn't work out. Moved to my family business, which is a finance stockbroking kind of thing. So I, I learned quite a lot there on how to manage a family business because there are really different expectations. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and it, it, it's a totally different ball game, right? The yeah, things yeah. that are important in a corporate culture are not important in a family business. So I worked there for two years, moved to Canada in 2011. What was the, what was the catalyst? What made you move to Canada? Oh, it's a hard question. A lot of things, I don't know. I love polar bears. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> So again, I, I, I felt the opportunity that that time in India were not conducive to the kind of ideas I had. So back in 20, 2008, 2009, I saw a lot of technology related movement in US and Canada. And India was just warming up to new ideas, new ways of doing things. And I thought, going to a place where people are more open about new ideas and trying to get an education in that environment would be helpful. And I'm, I'm really glad I, I took that decision because my time at Queen's University was fantastic. Like I met some great people, great professors, and I fell in love with Canada. Cool. So uh, it's like, and Calgary. So I, I move, you mentioned that I got my job interview over phone. I had never been to Calgary. I just saw Rocky then moved. <laughs> and in hindsight, it was such a great decision because I can't imagine moving elsewhere now. Oh, wow. That's cool. That is really cool. So one of the things that um, I wanted to get into here, well, first of all, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Nicer platform. I want to hear um, how that came about and, um, and what it is and what it's all about. So if the listeners aren't familiar with it, and then uh, let's talk about Let's shift a little bit from there and talk about why it's so important. And, uh, you know, we had a bit of an off-air off -air conversation about right. that, and I think I want to dig into that a little bit more. So, so let's tell the audience about NICER. Sure. So I'll start with the story, right? So in, in March of this year, I was on my vacation, and I was reading a business article on how Warren Buffet uh, auctions a lunch every year and the highest bidder gets to do lunch with Warren Buffet. And last year he raised $3.3 million for a charity he supports. This year that amount went up to $4.7 million. And, and 
that thing just blew me off saying okay there are like a person who paid 4.7 million dollars to meet Warren Buffett could have met Warren Buffett if he or she really wanted to but the whole social component or the charity component it's such a big driver in getting these connections done and i just started asking a lot of questions and one of the questions was why only warren buffet so i want to meet warren but i don't have 3 million dollars or 3000 dollars to meet him but i thought to myself saying i could pay 30 50 100 bucks to meet a person who i really want to and what if that amount goes to a charity they support so this was the seed of the idea i approached my advisors and i said just shoot holes in it because this is so simple and it does not exist and we did a lot of searching researching and we could not find a platform that does this and that was the beginning of that journey and through my previous failures i've learned that every idea looks really good to you but you need to actually go out and talk to people find the need find the want like you need to differentiate whether people would pay or does it really solve a problem so that my validation fa- phase began in uh, in april may that's when i left my full time job at the technology startup i was at and i interviewed uh, around 55 people in calgary so that was tiring but it was an eye opener because i talked to students at universities to big people like Brad and Jim right they both have been on the podcast and and i started discovering a lot of things about the space the, the first was people want to help people but they're drowning in information it's just so many emails and so many linkedin requests and most of them don't have a clear ask or a clear context so it becomes really hard for a person to help another person and then on the seeker side what we found out there was a, a frustration or people were afraid to approach these people right saying okay i don't know what i will talk to jim about or brad about and and then we started connecting the two dots saying what if there was a platform where these people were available to help others and there was a channel through which we just connect the two and make a meeting happen and whether it was for mentorship or for advice or career advice right so there are many uh, aspects that we explored so the results came out really positive from that and then we launched nicer in september um, and we launched with 20 experts and most of those experts were people from the 55 interview that i did who expressed interest in being a part of the pilot and now we have over 57 experts on the platform and we are growing so i, I see a really strong uh kind of growth on how people are signing up and the meet, we are collecting feedback the feedback is coming in really nice both parties seem to be getting a lot from that 30 minute meeting so for people who don't know what the platform is uh nicer enables people to meet business leaders entrepreneurs subject matter experts for a small fee and 90% of that fee goes to a charity that the expert supports so we are trying to close the loop on giving and meeting space and we have seen some really good results from the pilot that we are still running and you are on the platform so <laughs> yes. thank you for inviting me oh it's our pleasure so so yeah we uh, it, it it has been a long journey but it has been such 
a wonderful journey because it's hard to do a company or a startup and it's it's so harder to do it on your own but i i feel incredibly fortunate to have a very strong ecosystem of people so just coming from a rainforest uh, lunch without lunch meeting and the the amount of the kind of people the quality of people that show up that are willing to help you so i remember going to a rainforest meeting in april because in my interviews three people just said oh rainforest is where you should go and i went there i did five interviews on the first day i showed up people were so helpful that i really kind of started associating myself with that ecosystem and how it has grown and heard on the podcast from um, james podcast right how this kind of grew from an idea into the movement it is now and it's continuing to grow mm-hmm. So again really fortunate to be a part of this ecosystem I have gotten a lot of help I hope to give back more than what I got and we are in discussions with them on what we can do but yeah that's 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 cool and I think one of the points that you may have sort of hinted at but but didn't say directly was one of the really big powerful pieces of the platform is not just the fact that someone can sit down with any of these you know business leaders mentors uh but the platform actually facilitates that so what goes away is that I'll check my calendar and get back to you and oh I don't know uh, I only have a a slot here and then I have to run to another meeting maybe we could do it next week right. all that goes away and in actual value because there's something there there's actually a dollar value that's being contributed to a charity of the of the uh the mentor's choice they can be fairly comfortable that they're going to spend a half an hour with somebody for whatever that person's need is and right. it may be i need some advice it may be um i want to pitch you my idea it may be something as simple as i hear so much about you in the industry and i've read up on you and i'd really like to just to get know you right? oh yeah you and, you you hit it on the so head. there might not be a, a an ulterior motive other than just i'd really like to get to know you and exactly. now you have a half an hour to sit down have a cup of coffee or 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 whatever and uh, and just get to know each other right. and that's kind of cool because try doing that on linkedin you know hey uh, talk to Brad Zumwalt or somebody like that on linkedin and just say hey i just like to get together with you and get to know you and he'd be like yeah that sounds great but he doesn't have time <laughs> you know like it's right. he's just got a million things going on right agreed so i think yeah you just hit it on the head right these are the key findings that i i found out during my interviews saying uh, the current channels of connection which are primarily emails or linkedin they they are creating frustration and it it's not either party's fault it's just that the noise has increased mm-hmm. this is a drawback if you can say of the technology or ease of getting on the platform right but people want to help there is noise we need to cut down that noise and nicer does that mm-hmm. so when an expert signs up on the platform they have their criteria saying or preferences saying these are the kind of people we can help or these are the kind of meeting we want to do and these are the kind of meeting that someone else may be more suited to help these people and we are trying to close that loop saying when a when a person requests a meeting on the platform they have to give a really strong reason why mm-hmm. and if there is a strong reason you can actually get a meeting with Brad next week yeah because to your point yes Brad is really busy but if there is something that he's interested in you can get a meeting with Brad yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what we discovered. And the other thing, I think we, we kind of touched on that fact to saying like networking is tricky. Mm-hmm. Right. And we need to break down those walls saying, okay, if, if I want to connect with someone over an idea, there, there has to be a platform that can let me do that. But nicer, we are trying to do that saying, okay, let's just, to your point, now the expert or the seeker doesn't need to get into the scheduling mess. And it, it's sometimes hard for me to kind of wrap around my head saying, okay, technology has advanced so far but somehow we have not nailed scheduling and we have not nailed video conferencing. Maybe Zoom has. Maybe, but maybe. So, so yeah, we are trying to get kind of remove the friction from meeting a person when you really want to. And if you have a good reason to meet that person, there is a 99.99% chance that you'll, you'll get to meet that person on the platform. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's take a couple of those ideas and run with them because, um, I want to, most people that know me know that I'm very, very passionate about networking. Um, I really believe that whether you have a great job now that you love and you think you're going to be there forever, or whether you're looking for work, ultimately a network is extremely important. Um, And it can be for personal reasons too. I mean, the other day I was looking for a service provider to clean my carpet and I went on to my Facebook network and I said, hey, does anybody know a good, reliable carpet cleaner that's not too expensive? And all of a sudden, a bunch of people came back. Oh, I've used this guy four times and, and he's really, really great. And, you know, and oh, this person uses only environmental, um, you know, products and they're and they're they've been brilliant, whatever. And so all of a sudden I had a direct list of of exactly what I was looking for without having to go out on the internet and read their marketing propagandas and and the uh, reviews that people put on there that would could be fake potentially or right. whatever um so so that's you know the power of networking in a personal level but in an, in a business level 85% of jobs are never posted online so if you are sitting there in your underwear at home applying for jobs online you're competing with everybody else for 15% of the jobs. Correct. So why not increase your odds and make life easier just by getting out of your comfort zone a little bit and getting to know people. Correct. So things like the rainforest and pixels and pints and a bunch of these other meetups, like you can go on meetup.com and find meetups that have lots to do with anything you're interested in. And then you can go out and get used to going to meetings and talking to people. And what I always say to people, don't worry about what your opening line is because hello is a really good opening line. <laughs> right. Um, and I say to people, one of the one of the big things that drastically changed my life, and, and I've told this story, I think, before, I would go to rainforest uh, events, the Lunch Without Lunch events, and I would think to myself, okay, I got to talk to this person, I got to talk to that person, and it would be very stressful. And, and I'm a very introverted person, which you may not believe, but it's true. And I would go to these events and I would be very tired after the fact. So after I went and I forced myself to talk to people, I would be exhausted. And then I started to realize of all the people that I've talked to, I've actually made some friends. I've actually made made these connections that are, are long lasting, great people that I really enjoy talking to. Right. And then I thought to myself, that's actually the big win. It's not the transactional trying to find someone who will give me a job or trying to find someone who can do this for me or whatever. What the real strength was, was making these connections. And after months go by 
of you being out in the in the industry and, and being out in the environment meeting people all of a sudden these people that you met a long long time ago that you may or may not have even had a reason to talk to they introduce you to somebody or they bring someone over and go hey al i really need you to meet this person they were talking about this and this and this and i think you could really be uh, a, a great um, person for them to talk to and all of a sudden i realized I just enjoy meeting people at, 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 a, at a, you know, take all the pressure away, take all of that stress of trying to figure out what my opening line was and just chat with people. Right. And so that changed my life. And now if you see me at a rainforest event, a lot of times I'll just be having conversations with people about anything, whatever. And if I see somebody sitting by themselves or standing by themselves, kind of looking around the room nervous, I'll actually go and chat with them because I know what they're going through. And they're frustrated and they're trying to think of, a, of an opening line. They have no idea who to talk to. There's people all over the place. They're not good at networking. They're shy. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to go chat with them. And I always go over there and I say, hey, how's it going? That's my opening line right. usually, right? And we end up having these brilliant conversations. I end up meeting these incredible people that that I never would have met, met before if I didn't take that time to just say hi. Right. So so for me, that's a really big thing. And you had, you had touched a little bit out on... Um, with with regards to mentors and reaching out to leaders, that that can be really difficult. If you're getting as good as networking at networking as I am, it's not that difficult. But if you aren't, if you're just starting out, nicer can be an incredible opportunity for you to be able to just go out and have that conversation. The pressure is gone because you bloody well paid for that half hour. So Agreed. you're going to get what you want out of it. And it's and going so, to a good cause. Exactly. And that's the best part is the money's going to a good cause. So you, right. the, the leaders pick their charities. Mine's Charity Water. Uh, if you haven't heard about that organization, definitely Google it because it's incredible. Um, and you know what? That's that's such a great opportunity. If anyone wants to sit down for me with me to talk about technology, software development, um, podcasting, uh, photography... I'm happy to talk your ear off because I have I love sharing and I love getting to know people. So. Right. So, yeah, uh, as you said, most of the jobs are not advertised. Mm-hmm. And in my personal experience, I only know two people from last seven years who got their job by applying online. So, yeah, it's, it's who you know. Yeah. And in my experience, when people start networking, when they actually just need something, Uh, it's not a good form of networking, right? Networking is a give and take. Mm -hmm. And I believe you you build real strong networks when you can give and take at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to your point, yes, that's that's the intent behind breaking that barrier because uh, so there are people who fall on either side of extrovert or introvert. There are people who are really fine in a party setting, going to 50 people and talking to 40 of them. But then I am an introvert, so I can really relate to that, right? But there are people who just don't feel comfortable going to a 40 people gathering. Mm -hmm. But NICER gives them a way to just have a one-on-one conversation with someone on a topic they're interested in. It could be a career advice. It could be so many different things under the sun. And you pointed a few examples of that. And this is just meant to be an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And the more meetings people do, the more comfortable they become in their opening lines or what they have to give or what their ask is. And the whole intent is to just create that ecosystem where people are comfortable talking, meeting, and helping each other. 
brilliant and yeah. uh, i believe that like it it's we as i said calgary has a lot of things going for itself even alberta in in general but we need that ecosystem where people are more helping and having that good cause component makes people more motivated to help so we have we discovered that during our interview saying expert said okay we want to help but if there's a component where i know a little money goes to the charity i'm less likely to move that meeting if something comes up right that meeting becomes a permanent fixture in my calendar because i've committed to that charity or raising money yeah and that is a really good thing for the seeker mm-hmm. because that's what they have going for them yeah so yeah it's 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 we are trying to break that barrier for networking and getting people out of their comfort zone a bit and and start talking to people and the titles may seem intimidating to a lot of people but in my personal conversations these are people who really want to help out yeah right yep. they are really happy to have a chat about the ideas as wild as they can be and they are really willing to help people in any any way they can mhm agreed so we are hoping to do that with nicer nice i like that and uh how did you come up with the name for the uh the site oh i i know a lot of entrepreneurs can can relate to that it it's such a it it's tiring and exciting at the same time because there were a lot of things thrown around and uh during our initial discussion when i was doing my interviews i would keep uh, a tab of interesting terms that would come up in my interviews like i remember higher ground mm mm-hmm. that was an interesting term i like but there is a coffee shop by that name yeah and and the domain was really hard to get i bet so this is just one idea but uh, nicer word came a lot during the interview saying oh so this is a nicer way to meet oh this is a nicer way for me to give back better nicer so when i went back through my notes and i said okay nicer nicer and it kind of started resonating of course nicer with a single r I don't have the money to to get the domain <laughs> but then I I consulted again goes back to the power of networking right so I'm incredibly fortunate to have people in my network who are experts in branding marketing and it seemed to strike a chord with them saying yeah nicer this is something that can be built into a brand and a lot of people started comparing that to fiverr mm. recently right and I'm like that's a really good comparison it was not intentional but it happened and like fiverr was able to build a brand i think nicer has the opportunity to do that in in the meeting and giving space yeah and so you you added the extra r to spell it wrong and, spell and it all wrong. of a sudden it's 20 bucks a month for the or 20 bucks a year for the uh, domain instead <laughs> of 50,000 or whatever exactly yeah that's pretty funny but it's actually yeah so it's n i c e r r dot dot ca dot ca so uh, if you haven't already checked it out um go for it for sure check it out and uh one of the things i wanted to add was um if you do take a half an hour to sit down with somebody um 
that person is now part of your network. Correct. Who's going to spend a half an hour with somebody and then completely ignore them for the rest of their life? I mean, it'd have to be a really crappy meeting for something like that to happen. In general, people get to know each other and then they see them again, like especially if you keep coming out to rainforest events or, or, or other events. Um, and then you can say, hey, uh, you know, great meeting with you. I was so awesome to get that insight into into my business or whatever. Right. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I really appreciate it. It was good to get to know you or whatever. And then, you know, people start introducing people to other people. And, you know, it happens all the time. Exactly. That's the power of network. So one person who did a meeting through NICER, mm-hmm. the expert she met, they actually have entered into a formal mentorship agreement because they just clicked. Yeah. And you have a lot of experience with mentoring. So you would understand there is a certain chemistry. Absolutely. And there is a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. But that meeting served as an icebreaker. And this expert liked her commitment. She really uh, kind of valued his advice and now now they meet on i think a monthly basis oh nice and he is helping her a lot so and this is the exact intent of having nicer saying can we just break that ice and set people on the road to success nice that is excellent um okay Uh, i guess uh as we kind of wind down here do you have any future goals for nicer that you you kind of have on the shelf for now because you're too busy getting the main thing working is there any uh exciting ideas that you've been either someone has suggested or you've been thinking about that you've shelved for now? Yeah, so many of them. (laughs) So again, uh, I have been fortunate to discuss this idea, interview a lot of people and a lot of people have given me some some great ideas. And uh, and I I have an idea notebook and I keep a note in that. Uh, But as you mentioned, they are on the shelf right now because uh, there are constraints on the capacity and how much we can do and achieve in a pilot. But one of the ideas that um, I am actively exploring is moving into like an Uber pool approach because uh, a lot of people said there are people in uh, Calgary who may not be available for half an hour on an individual basis. But what if five people could pitch in and have a breakfast meeting with that person? So this is kind of uh, seems to stick with a few people that I've floated this idea with. And uh, so that's one of the areas that we want to explore. The other area is, so we purposely kept our pilot very limited to the business entrepreneurship and uh, leadership kind of domain, but we want to expand into creatives, mm-hmm. right? What if uh, a photographer can can take you to Canon Askes for a day? Oh, cool! If you just donate three hundred dollars to his or her charity, right? Right, and and there seems to be an appetite from people for that kind of thing. Like, what if every photographer just earmarks one day of a, a year, and they just raise five thousand dollars for a charity they support? Mm-hmm. So we want to expand there too. So there are a lot of things. And uh, yeah, that's, I actually feel really good about the fact that when I discuss this with people, I get a lot of ideas back in return. And that to me is a a good indicator Mm -hmm. that I'm on the right path Mm -hmm. because people love to contribute and they become passionate advocates of the idea. And we have seen that we started with 20 experts in September we have over 55 or 57 right now. And it's just people getting other people on board. And we want to continue that momentum. Excellent. 
Excellent. Well, Robin, thank you very much for joining me. I thought it was a very fascinating conversation. I think it's a brilliant idea. Glad to be a part of it. Thank and, you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, your growth and expansion of the platform because I think that's a it's, it's a really, really valuable service. Yeah. And uh, again, as I said, thank you for inviting me. It was an absolute pleasure being here with you. And uh, we in Alberta are going through tough times now, but I'm, I'm hoping we can really develop Calgary and Alberta into a tech powerhouse that it should be. Right on. That's a great way to finish. Cheers. Thank you. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is sponsored by Capturing Legacies, because everyone has a story, and Capturing Legacies is here to help you tell it. Visit CapturingLegacies.com for more information. The audio for this episode was professionally edited by Kate Day with KD Sound Design. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.